2: Very excited about our current guest. Uh, We've been following him for years. And if you're a fan of the Washington football team, you are absolutely familiar with his work. Uh, The one and only John Keim of ESPN. John, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad we were able to get you just before camp started and and things got kind of crazy for you. I hope you were able to have a somewhat relaxing vacation.
3: (laughs) It was a little bit different than last summer. I'll say that last summer, there was no time off this summer. At least you got some time off. So a little bit better. Okay,
2: Okay, that's good. All right, we'll get right into it and let you get on your way. So I want to ask you a question that I think you'd be able to answer better than most uh, people who have covered this team. You've seen all the regimes over the years. You've seen all this, the fresh starts and the, the new beginnings. This one, it feels different. But at the same time, we kind of say that every time. You're around, I know you haven't been able to be in the building as much, but you talk to the people and and you've spoken with Rivera and everyone. Uh, How much different does it feel, not just with the team on the field, but just with the way the organization operates and the professionalism and their practices?
3: Todd, I think that's a good question. And I think, you know, it's funny because I don't want to say to go to certain lengths because fans have heard all this stuff before. And the last thing I want to see this fan base do is get burned Mm -hmm. again. Right. So part of me is just says, we'll really find out this year if this truly is the right direction. and I, But to this point, right now, I'd say, yeah, I think the, the arrow is definitely pointing up. And I think some of the difference is when you look back at some of the years where they weren't able to build on things, there were other reasons, like after Roberts' rookie year. Now, the injury hurt that, but so too did the fact that they didn't have the salary cap room because of that penalty. They didn't have the first-round picks. So a defense that needed reinforcement, an aging defense that needed reinforcement, couldn't get any. They couldn't improve their team. After the 2015 year, I just don't feel like this organization was in, in a position to truly build on it. And you know, Kirk's situation kind of took away from it. Um, but I think there was, you know, the defense was just the, the coordinator situation wasn't great. So I think there were just some other reasons why. Whereas in this time, what I like about this time compared to other times is I think there's a there's I think Rivera is a better head coach than what they had. Um, now Mike Shanahan was obviously a good coach, but I felt like the staff, there's some things on defense I wasn't quite sold on. But I also think you look at the age of some of the players, some of the key players, and you look at that defense and the defensive line, they didn't have anything like that before. That's a massive difference. Um, and you have a lot more, I think, intriguing young talent that they didn't have before. Um, And I think the offensive line has more depth than they've had before. So I think there's a lot of reasons where you can look on the field and say they're in a better position to succeed and build off of last year's good finish. And so I think think when you look at, you have a guy in charge in Ron Rivera who definitely has all the power, has a lot of people around him, he's comfortable with. I think a difference here too is you have an owner who now knows he has to basically Give him the room to succeed because there are a lot of eyes on him, and you can't go in there and mess things up. You can't go in there and find out that you are the guy pushing for them to trade for a certain quarterback that the others didn't want. That always leads to an issue at some point. So I think there's some some of that stuff I think is all really good. And now they just have to go out and build on it. And I think but I think the opportunity is there to go somewhere that they haven't been able to go to in a while, which is to build a team that actually could win for a couple of years or at least build on the success and then maybe get to that double digit win total that they haven't had in a while. And so, you know, it does feel different, but I think, you know, I, I always, I don't want to couch it and I don't want to like right. be whatever, but we've all been here. So I think we'll, at the end of this year, we'll know if it's different or not or how right. different okay. it is.
2: Right. Sorry. I didn't mean to go on forever, but it is, it is,
3: it's, no, no, there's no. a
2: lot there. There's a lot to unwrap right. there. That's kind of the big question, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Go ahead, Tate.
4: Yeah, so as far as the draft, um, obviously we had, a, I think we, had, I believe we had a wonderful draft last year. Uh, what are some of the same things that you saw as far as obviously the character, obviously the, the work ethic, but what would you say as far as this draft class? Do you think there's more hits than misses? Obviously, you know, we can't predict, but as far as the talent, as far as the work ethic, as far as based off of what they did last year and how they found talent in later rounds, how do you compare this year's draft class to last year's?
3: The hard part, is we haven't seen them on the field in a padded situation. So a lot of guys can look pretty good until that point. And we all know that. So we'll start there. But there are some things that I like. I think, like, I think last year was a little bit unique, and I guess this year is too, because the COVID situation, the pandemic led to some guys like a Cam Curl falling to a round that he wouldn't have been in had there been a normal year. Had he been able to get in front of teams and get up on the board and show his football expertise, he's going a few rounds higher. So I don't know if you have a Cam Curl in this class. I do like Shaka Tony. I know they like him, but that doesn't mean he's going to come in and be this great right. player right you know right away or be a starter. They need him to develop into being a quality backup because he's an end. He's not going to, if he started here, there's an issue with chasing Montez. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, I like where I, where I like it. I like Benjamin St. Juiced a lot and I like De'Ami Brown a lot. And um, I like the tight end. I think will be solid Cosme, you know, you hear various things from people around the league and as to how good they think he can be, but I know there are people who are definitely sold on him. So I, I like that. You know, I, I, I like the pick. Whether or not he pans out, I don't know. But the reasoning—he went the right spot. He got him at The you know they needed a guy there. He's athletic. That's all good. Um, Jamin Davis, I think he fits that what they've lacked there, which is the speed in the middle. Now, I don't think he's a thump. He's not a London Fletcher thumper mm-hmm. type linebacker. But and and I will also say, like I know that the league is pass heavy. When I talk to people over there who are on the defense side of the ball, they still say you got to stop the run. And I think I'll be curious to see how he develops there playing behind this front. It could be a, re, you know, he was asked to do different things in Kentucky and you didn't always see him kind of like jumping in there the way you might see somebody else. But it, I think some of that was what you're asked to do in the SEC and covering it Kentucky versus here. So, but he's got the speed and I like that. So I think there's a lot of good parts here. Like say again, St. Juice, Diami Brown, really looking forward to seeing what those guys offer um, and I think Dax Milne, down the road, could be a, a good replacement for an Adam Humphreys. But I say down the road because I don't think he's there yet. And I think they, they really like Humphreys, and Humphreys is definitely ahead. But I think he's the kind of guy like the Shaka Toneys, the Dax Milne, and Bradley King, guys that you feel like maybe can develop. And mm-hmm. that you're not everybody's going to do it this year. So really, again, it's three years over the course right. of three years. Can some of these guys develop? I think the answer is yes. So I, I like what they did a couple of years ago and I like what they did this year. And, you know, and then now we'll see.
2: So talking about quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, he's, he's probably going to be the starter, right? Pretty guaranteed. My question right. for you, it's kind of two parts of the same question. How long do you think his leash actually is? And then also personally, how long do you think his leash should be? <laughs>
3: um I think the leash will, it, I think else to be honest Todd I think it's going to depend on what we see of him in training camp and in, in whatever the preseason games he plays and more so probably in camp and just if we're seeing a lot of picks in camp I don't think the leash is going to be quite as long I would think if Dwayne Haskins got four games he's going to get at least that He's right. he's got you know, he's got a background that warrants that and there's there's less guesswork with him. And we've seen him have good and bad before, obviously, throughout his career. So I think the leash will be longer than that. But I do think a lot of it will depend because in the spring, there were definitely some picks thrown. Now you can sit there like, and say, well, some of it is you're getting used to this offense. Some of it is, you know, you're getting used to the receivers. And maybe, you know, there was one time where De'Ami Brown runs the route in a way that was okay, but in a game situation, you want better based on the look. That's a rookie thing that he learned on. And he actually ran it right the next time. So which is a good thing. But sometimes that leads to misconnections early on in a practice. So how do those things develop? I think though I think I think he'll be, I think you're gonna give him um, I would say this based on what Rivera did last year, if he feels like the season's slipping away and then and that t- Taylor Heineke give him a jump, then I think he'll go to him. But I think you're still looking at four, five, six games or so, right? I mean, that that would be my guess. It's really hard sometimes to answer those because mm-hmm. what's it, what does it look like? You know, how why is he playing bad if he's playing bad? What yeah. did Heineke look like? Th- what did Heineke look like this summer? You know, are the and one thing that Revere is really good at is having the pulse of the locker room. So if those guys are sitting there saying, hey, you know, Taylor's doing better here, Ron, what are you going to do? Like That will <laughs> yeah. play, that will play into it as well. So I think there's a few things, but I think you're going to get at least, at least what they gave Haskins last year. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead, Dwayne.
4: Okay. Uh, so we have, let's say the roster spot for wide receivers, is about five or six, say they go six, who's in and who's out. <laughs> and, and is Cam Sims considered a lot?
3: Oh, I, I think he is. Yes. I, it, whenever I do it, I start with five, and it's going to go: Terry, obviously, um, uh, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, Adam Humphreys, and Cam Sims. I, those to me are like if you play Wheel of Fortune. That's RSTLNE, right? Those are, those are those are the those are the give-ins. Then it comes down, and I because they they like Cam, and they know they need big receivers on the outside in this offense. Kid finished really strong. So I'm, you know, I I really, we all, I think we all like what we saw. Then it comes down to do you go Antonio Gandy Golden or Kelvin Harmon? Or does Dax Milne put himself in that spot with a really good camp? I think the hard one is like Steven Sims. I still like him, but I don't know where there's a spot for him necessarily. So to me, if you go six and the way the roster breaks down, you may only be able to keep six on there, then it's to me, it's AGG or Harmon. So do you want the size and physical play of Harmon or do you want the guy you drafted the previous year in AGG that was set back by injuries as a rookie? And so I think that will be the one to watch right now. I had um, uh, Gandy Golden on and Harmon, you can put him on the practice squad. But I think they want to try and find a place for him because of that physical play. So I think it would be those two most likely. And then again, Dax, does Dax Millen do something to wedge himself in there in the discussion?
4: What do you think about Isaiah Wright? Uh, he's a favorite of mine. I, I just think they could have done so much more with him last year.
3: I, I like him. I think part of the problem was um, tell you that they felt like he kind of plateaued, gotcha. and that in the second half of the year did not ascend yes. the way they had hoped. He's not a fast guy. And the other, like, I was a fan of this too because of where he, how he played. He was, he was Mm -hmm. physical, but he doesn't have that speed. And they're very big on speed right now. And they added that with, again, with Curtis Samuel Brown. And I think a big strength for him is his ability to play in the slot where they have multiple slot guys now. But I, I put him in the mix. I just wouldn't put him on, like, going into camp. I'm not, I wouldn't put him on there just yet. I mean, let's see what he does. Does he do anything different in camp? But going into the camp, I, I would not have him on there. But I, I, I liked him too because I, I liked the way he played. He did play physical. And yeah. it's I always enjoy watching guys like that at that
4: position. Yeah.
2: I am going to ask you a question that I think you probably will be able to answer easily because you spend a lot of time covering writing about this team. So you probably have to ask yourself these questions from time to time. Uh, <laughs> As you look at the team going into 2021, they're getting a lot of praise from national media, right? From I mean how about that? (laughs) It's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's kind of scary. (laughs) But I would like to know what your two biggest, when you think about the team and what their potential is, but ultimately what they may or may not do, what are the two biggest questions that you have about the team going into this season?
3: I think the quarterback play, number one, because we you know, while I can sit here and say that, you know. I think they're better than last year at that position because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think, you know, what Alex Smith gave him was very, was a good story, but it wasn't always great quarterback play, you know, in terms of productivity and all that, but it's a good story. And he did a really good job. I think what he showed is the potential for this offense when you're operating it with a veteran quarterback. So I think they're in a better spot there, but we really don't know. Like you asked me about uh, the first one, the first question is what kind of leash does he have? So we're going in here thinking that it's yeah. better, but to what degree and for how long? And can he do it over 17 games? Can you lead a team to the playoffs? So I think there's a question there. And then I think, I think another question, I'm going to strip aside like the COVID and the vaccine stuff because like, you know, does that derail? I don't know. That's, you know, so let's stick on the field to the defense, which I think will be really good. But. When you look at the schedule of the quarterbacks they play, it is not easy. So, for you know, I I think they could be considered to me a top five defense, but statistically not be in the top five because they're mm. playing like you know it's it's Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady and um, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. I mean, there's you know Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. I mean, mm. you know, then if Dak is healthy and playing well, there's another guy twice. So. This that's a tough road for a defense. So I think that to me would be not how much, not if they're going to be good, but how do you overcome that? Can you be good enough to beat a lot of those quarterbacks and at least like you're not going to shut them down, but you hold them under what their average is. That would be a question. I think they can, but that's a tough, that's a tough schedule for that yeah. defense.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, those are my two main questions too, for sure. Um, I think the last question we had is just any surprise cuts Um, a name or two that you think could shock some fans potentially end of August? I
3: think that's, that's a hard one only Hmm. because I don't know what's going to shock fans. Sometimes you're like close (laughs) enough. You're too close to it to know like, well, you know, we've been talking about, you know, Stephen Sims or, or Harmon and like, are those really going to be shocks? And I know there was someone else. That I'm. I know there's somebody else. I'm forgetting. But um, you know, at, at running back, would anybody be shocked if they only carried three? I'm not. I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah. You know. But I.
4: Right.
3: You know. So like, is that a surprise? No. And then you look on defense. Um, it, it. I think you. You know. Troy Apke getting cut is not going to be a shock to anybody, right? You know. <laughs> right, but right. what if they, what if at safety? What if at safety they want to keep they only want to keep five, and you want to keep Derek Force because he's a rookie? That's another kid that I kind of like what he can do on special teams. Do you do do you get rid of one of the veterans there? You know, is it a Jeremy Reeves? Is it is is it Shazer Everett? I'm not even saying they would, or it's not. I just I just think that like I don't you know I we're all talking you know I don't think there's an Adrian Peterson cut waiting mm. to happen I don't think I don't think unless unless I'm missing unless I'm forgetting somebody and we're probably going to get done with this and we're saying, oh I should have said this guy <laughs> because this guy's in there but I think when you look at it like the um offensive line um I don't think there's anybody there that would be considered a shock either would there in your, when your guys out in your eyes would there would be somebody there you'd be considered a shock uh, would you say
4: flowers uh, that's a good yeah yeah. Flowers, I
3: mean, I, and I think that's right. And I think, you know, that would be surprising um, mm-hmm. because the assumption was he came here to start. And he was not working with the starters. They had Wes Schweitzer in there. They also have Sadiq Charles. Sadiq Charles, and, you know, throughout the spring, I kept saying he's going to be a guard. And then, because that's what you heard from multiple people over there. And then they they still want to work him at tackle to see. But he's not going to start at tackle. Because you have Leno and Cosme. So would he go inside? And if so, then would you do Flowers? I don't think it would be Flowers because one thing when when he signed, when they got him, it was, hey, if nothing else, you're covered in case Sheriff gets hurt again. And you have so much depth that I would be shocked. That would be a shocking one to me because they have so much depth there. And with 17 games, you really want to maintain that depth and hold on to it. So I don't think it would be him. I think – you know, I I think I would have him on there just for those reasons, and he can you know you know he's a swing he's a starter, and he can play either guard spot. So, um, is there any other names that you guys want to know about? I can maybe yeah. that's a better way to go down the road here. Mm-hmm. What
4: about what the emergence of Ben St. Juice, Jimmy Moreland?
3: Um, the problem is that they play different spots because Jimmy's going to play inside. With Kendall,
4: with Kendall going, uh, Kendall.
3: So, can, so, right, so there's where you go. Now, then it depends on how do you see um, some of the other backup corners. There's a Daryl Roberts that can play there, can play in the slot, and he can return. So that's one where, yes, that would be a surprising cut. Um, and because then you – right now you have – and also, Tay, I think some of what's going to depend on is, first of all, do you have another quality backup that Danny Johnson can play inside too? And then do you – how does – How does Troy Aki do to develop? And I always know, like, exactly. and I say, every time I mention his name, we're going to get that reaction. But whether or not we think anything, they're putting him out there. And they're putting him out there for a reason because they want to find a way to keep him because of his speed. I will say, in the spring, you didn't see anything that suggested that he's going to be anything more than a a same guy there. But in fairness to him, it was the first time working there. But what if what if he develops there now you say we want to find a way to keep him so who's gonna who's the odd man out here and if roberts can go inside then they're gonna say hey we can do this and do this so maybe maybe that's a guy but jimmy Moreland was working still with the inside um with um the first unit too when he was a nickel coverage so that doesn't mean anything though for the summer but yeah i mean that would be that would be one where you'd say could you see it well i'd be surprised but to be honest, at this point, like you can see anything and they're they're bringing in guys. I mean, the, one thing they really upped was the competition at various spots. And um, I think it'll be curious to see how St. Juice develops, because then you're right. If they want their best lineup and he develops, then it's going to be William Jackson, St. Juice, and then Kendall Fuller inside. So, you know, that's that's using their strengths. But. I think they kind of want that ability to match up with various types of players, but Kendall is gotcha. really good. Kendall's really good inside. I mean, that's where he made his yes. name. I mean, yes. I love watch, when he was here the first time I loved watching him and talking to him because he was so smart about what he had to do and what he yes. was doing. And I felt like he could explain things with what he saw and why he made a move as well as anybody. And that only comes from film studies. So he can go inside and be excellent for them. Yes. So, you know, so that's, probably not a bad one to throw out. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I don't want to turn on the people's corner, but it's, <laughs> but that is one where like, if you're going to say what would be surprising, that would be a surprising one. Okay.
2: Gotcha. Thanks so much for your time, John. We really appreciate it. Glad we were able to get you on here and uh, we'll just be, you know, reading your stuff, listen to your podcast as always. If you have anything you want to talk about here, just go ahead.
3: I, I appreciate you guys having me on and, you know, hopefully this year goes better for the fans because it'd be nice to see this fan base get rewarded. So I appreciate having me on. And you said, I have the podcast, the John Kahn report. And I think this weekend I'll have a, a longer interview with Samus Reyes, talking about his journey and some of the transition that he has to go through to play in the NFL, but also his life story. So that's, I have a story coming out on him on ESPN.com on saturday i believe so there you go okay looking forward to it
2: thank you and and have a great season
3: hey thanks for having me on i really enjoyed it thanks a lot
4: thank you